Hey, Score North listeners, it's Phil Mackey here. And starting Monday, September 23rd and running through Friday, September 27th, we at Score North are raising money to feed and change the lives of Twin Cities homeless. We're calling it Score North's Mission for Meals, supporting the Union Gospel Mission Shelter in St. Paul. We're auctioning off some awesome sports-related packages, including Twins playoff tickets with luxury transportation to the ballpark, a gopher football tunnel experience, a Vikings-Packers package, also live show sit-ins with Glenn Perkins, Alex Boone, and a lot more. Money raised will go directly into helping transform the lives of Twin Cities homeless. Scorenorth.com slash mission for meals is where you can see all the packages. That's scorenorth.com slash mission for meals. Or if you just want to donate, you can go to the same website. A dollar ninety-six provides a meal and shelter for a homeless person. Scorenorth.com slash mission for meals. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's the Score North Twin Show. Hour two of the Score North first place Twins show, live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 race. Glenn Perkins, he ran in hour one. If you're thinking, no, I listen to Glenn Perkins on Thursdays, it's okay. The Score North mobile app is there for you to download and listen to all your favorite shows whenever you damn well feel like it. So if you missed that, go check it out. Also at scorenorth.com, Rami Makloff, Derek Wetmore, Judd Zolgad with you for the next hour, taking you up until Purple Daily. And uh, I want to get into some of the discussion that happened with uh, Glenn Perkins in hour number one of this show, but we should start with the magic number is now two in the land of Bombasota, the land of 10,000 rakes after a 4-2 win over the Detroit Tigers last night and put up four runs without any Bombas, right? That was uh, that was just scratching runs across the old-fashioned way. Latortuga, <laughs> baby. Yes, Manufactured. Another Latortuga Just station to station, baby. That's how you win baseball games, Louis, especially in the postseason. St. Louis Cardinals baseball circuit, 1987, <laughs> man. That's what that was. You know, that's, move them along. You know that's a swear word in this studio. <laughs> just to him. Not to us. We can talk about Craig Kimbrell. Vince Coleman, Willie McGee, John Tudor, come on. Actually, Coleman and McGee were two of the very few Cardinals that I actually liked. See, I just hit on two yeah. that you liked. Willie McGee just had... A great face. Uh, but anyways. <laughs> <laughs> and you mean that in the best sense possible. Yes, absolutely. It was an interesting face, as Derek would put it. But uh, it wasn't It wasn't without some bumps in the road last night. Jake Odorizzi cruising right along with six innings of two-hit, one-run baseball, seven strikeouts, just one walk on the night. And then he goes out to warm up in the seventh inning, and before he ever throws a pitch... Uh, Rocco Baldelli comes out with the trainer, and Jake Odorizzi is pulled. And uh, Baldelli saying after the game that it was a tight hamstring, but seemed to downplay it. Do we take him at his word that it's not a serious thing, or is that just Rocco Baldelli? Is that just Rocco being Rocco? Um, because if if, it, no, if it's an issue, it, yeah, oh yeah, it's a big concern. On no, I don't. There's a fire on the Bomba bus. If Jake Odorizzi is an issue, and you're in the back and it's burning up. <laughs> One of those propane grills just went up. That's just fantastic because it's on the roof and the bus is about to explode. Uh, I don't trust the Twins because the, uh, the Twins, in very National Football League-like style this year, have not really been forthcoming, which, by the way, I'm not surprised. I'm not even passing judgment. Oh, I'm okay with but it. But if you tell me, but it's gotten the point now, if Rocco tells me, hey, it's fine, it's no big deal, I'm still concerned. But among the guys that I'm concerned about, I think my top three, I think Jake would be a distant three. My top one is Kepler. I'm very concerned there. I don't know. He he told 
Doogie on Friday, it's a back. We thought it was a shoulder. I'm concerned there. Marwin, who then again, who sat out again last night because he had further uh, right oblique tightness. Obliques are bad. I think for this team's playoff success, Marwin's an absolute key. So if I was to rank them as far as my concern, I'm not saying that I don't have some worry about Jake, but I would probably put him three, Derek Wetmore. Yeah, I'm. it's tough to tell because you get the sense that they're not always, you know, I'm trying to paint them in some kind of corner, but like they're not always 100% forthcoming well, not. And, and truthful on the be. first I day. I don't think any GM or, or, no, or just manager saying, would take exception to us saying that. They shouldn't be. They don't They yeah. don't have to be, and they shouldn't it, be. It's sports lying. Right. Sports <laughs> sports lying is not real life lying. I was sitting in Rocco's office the other day with a scrum uh, of media before the game, and somebody asked him a question, and and Judd, you've been in there where they're like, you'll get into like nice the office, 10th the or it's great. It's been redone. Yeah. It's like crate and barrel to the nth degree. It, it looks, it, it looks like if you put in like four taps, a really nice small sports bar. I told you guys, nicest sports office I've ever been in was Barry Alvarez. That thing was, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm shocked by this right. news. Yeah, that's not surprising. I'm at shocked all. that Barry built a shrine to Barry. Dude, that guy literally has like he. It's like a king in his. But you know what it is? <laughs> Judd, it's more like a wine bar. It wouldn't be okay. like a sports bar. It's like the highest class sports right. bar. You've well, been. I would prefer taps. Okay, but of you're yeah, okay. Yeah, just bring in white claws and ruin yeah. it. Okay. <laughs> Why don't you guys just go ahead and screw it up? Well, white claw and tap. How about that? <laughs> now we're talking. Now we're talking. Is that a thing? Is that Robbie? Mackie and Robbie are about to leave. It could be. <laughs> Rocco comes back. Who the hell are you two guys? <laughs> Rami and Mackie. Yeah, we're just drinking white claw. Guzzling from the tap. So, anyway, no, I'm just sorry. saying, like, you get it to, like, the 10th minute, and you, you have to be, and, and I think a lot of people in this market are, like, you have to be really listening and hanging on every word because his goal, in some cases, in those settings, is to answer the question and be as forthcoming as he needs to be, but also sort of, like, talk around a point to, to, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think I'm throwing him under the bus by saying no, that. No, you're not at all. So he said the other day, and this is in like the 15th minute of an extra long media session, he said, to answer a question, he said, well, I never really like to make definitive statements on things like this. I never like to to be specific enough to be pinned down on something or something like that. That was his real quote. And I kind of laughed. And he looks up at me and he said, what? I said, like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> You just said out loud what we're all thinking knows, all the time. He knows it's funny. <laughs> it's like he knows it's funny. He he. Was, I, I was in there on Saturday before the game against Kansas City. Yeah, and uh, Phil from the Star Tribune was trying to ask. About, it was Phil asked the about, question yes. about the playoffs, and Phil is a very thoughtful questioner. So like he will think through his questions, but his questions are good. Like he's trying to get stuff. Mm-hmm. And he was trying to ask Rocco about the playoffs, and he's prefacing his questions with stuff like, I know you hate this, but... And then Rocco... And then the back and forth is just great, because Rocco said, I don't hate it. It's just... I forget his exact words that he used, but he said, basically, it's just arrogance for me to talk about it before we've clinched. And, you know, Phil's like, but there are... Because Phil's question was, are there people in this building meeting about the playoffs, mm-hmm. you know, pitching rotations, things like that, which they clearly are. And Rocco's like, well, yeah. And so the back and forth is just delicious because yes. it's, Ro- it's Rocco in because he's trying to be as nice as possible because he never gets mad about anything. And then Phil's like, but so you are me. And it's just great. And all I'm saying to, is what they tell us after the game about Jake Odorizzi or even about Kyle Gibson. You're like, OK, that's cool. 
but I'm not going to read into it as if this is the definitive final truth. Do you know what I mean? Right. It's like I read the quotes uh, because I wasn't there, and then I'm kind of left to fill in the rest. Does that make sense? I don't and think we fairness, have a definitive and in answer. Fairness, we might not know. Right. They might not know. Sure. Hamstrings are weird. I mean, you usually can't tell that quickly, can you, with no. a hamstring or a pull of any large muscle? I think, I think you can with, with in football with Dalvin Cook. I think you can be like, ooh, that's not good. That's bad. But a pitcher? My guess is no. I'll say this, boys. I'm not worried about it right now. I'm but telling whether you, that's flippant or dismissive of me, I don't know. I'm telling you, I'm far more concerned about Kepler right now. Because I, I, be I can't tell there. Jake, I'm like, yeah, I think he'll, you know, and it might not be good. I don't know. But the fact that Max sits out and sits out, and Max is not the type to be like, oh, Ask out. no problem, I won't play for what now, two weeks? Mm-hmm. And and then it concerns me that, that he came back for the split double header in Cleveland, yeah. played in both those games, and you're right. like, oh, Max is back now, and then Max is out again. That one is my primary concern right now. So, all right, let's explore the space. As our friend Judd Zolged likes to say. All right. I don't think that's my line at all. I'm continuing to attribute it to I think that's Mackie. Uh, maybe Albert Einstein. I don't know. One of these people who's always quoted. Barry Alvarez is probably who said the first. (laughs) Right before he built himself a gorgeous luxury office. It's either Barry Alvarez or Gandhi. I don't remember. Believe me, they think they're the same guy. (laughs) So, uh, okay. Let's say Max Kepler is dealing with something still like pretty serious that's keeping him out of the lineup. I would think that there's a chance anyways that the Twins are just being hyper cautious with this knowing That's what hey, I'm hoping. You know what? Like we feel pretty good about our chances. Magic numbers 2 with 5 to play. This thing's the Indians can win every game and we're still fine. I would I don't know if this is the case, but like if you want to think about it positively, think about it optimistically, it's they feel like this thing is stitched up, and clearly the way they've constructed lineups and stuff for the last two weeks, they think this thing is stitched up. So they are just giving Max every opportunity to rest and be ready to give as many bullets as he can in October. I don't know if that's being naive on my part, but that's how I'm looking at it right now. And then the depth that you have there, because you would think in the postseason, you'd you'd stick Marwin Gonzalez in in one of the corner outfield spots if you don't have Max Kepler, but he's got the the, the oblique, oblique issues. So it's not yeah. it's not just that Max Kepler is out, but you're and obviously Byron Buxton, your depth, which was great to start the season in the outfield, is getting kind of thin now as we approach October. If those two guys aren't ready, absolutely is yes. It is. It is. I, and so I'm not trying to like be dismissive of concern. You're down to one of your three starting are, outfielders. Are you going to tell me that Jay Cave is the playoff answer? No, Actually, no. you're down to one of your top four starting outfielders if Marwin Gonzalez isn't ready. Your depth has taken a huge hit. Yeah. For sure. For sure. It's. I'm not I'm not trying to paint like a rosy picture here. If Kepler doesn't play in October, this is a different ball club. My thought is that they're getting Kepler ready I to hope you're play right. in October. I hope for your sake, no. I, I hope for their sake, you're right. I'm saying that that as far as Jake goes, yeah. he didn't leave, and I didn't think, oh boy, I think he's really hurt. He left, and you thought cautiousness. Let's see what. Yep, yep. That might be the last pitch Kepler, he throws in the regular season. Kepler concerns me because yes, I think they're definitely trying to be smart and rest him, but he also is the type of person who I think hates to rest. And so, if he was back to let's say ninety percent, eighty-five percent, I think he plays. So, I'm saying as as far as my, I don't think it's a big deal. I'm optimistic. Odorizzi is one. I'm yes. optimistic. Yep. I think he'll be fine. He might start game one. Kepler uh, concerns me, and Rami's exactly right. 
when you go down the trickle down now of your right fielder is hurting. The guy who plays and he's magnificent in center is gone. Mm-hmm. The guy who plays left is great when he's challenged, I guess, when he, uh, Nelly Cruz is intentionally walked, but then there's games where he like uh, barely catches the baseball and he's going to play. That's fine. But my concern rests way more there than than, uh, than Jake. That's my point. Yeah, and the the Buxton thing is non-trivial here. <laughs> That's a super well, yeah, significant it, blow. Yeah, unfortunately, what's done is not done. A thing you can do there, right? What's done is done. Yeah, I guess he could run around out in a sling if they hadn't put him on the IL and just try to catch everything. Right? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? The scary thing? Would he still crash into a wall? Yeah, he would. Yeah, and he would dive. Oh. <laughs> so they don't have to. They don't have to worry about that. They don't have to wrestle with that one. They just have to try to piece it together as best they can through the rest of September. My point here, boys, I don't think they care about September. I think they've moved on. It's 13 days They're now, talking right? about game one, October 4th, so game Friday. One? Yep. Okay. For game Let's one. go back to Odorizzi for a second, though. Yeah, sure. Let's say that is something, and he's not ready for the ALDS. You, now Gibson, you start? Now Gibson or Perez. How's had, your arm, Rami? Can Derek I mean, start? I heard you got a cannon. I was more. I was a catcher. I was never I was never a pitcher. That's yeah, a, whole, a strong arm. It's a whole different motion. It's a completely Twin different motion. Twin show game. You start, Derek in the second, me in the third, yes. Manny in the fourth. Yes. And Manny, we're going to need some length because that's all we got. And then figure it out from there. I'll, I'll eat the innings. That's fine. Uh, Hope you're stretched, Manny. Yeah, I'm yeah. wearing goggles. I'll be I'm throwing wearing... a lot of slop, but I'll get us through it. I'm wearing the Dobnik goggles. Rex Oh, yeah, I got those. I got the gut. I got the goggles. So you go. Game one, Barrios. Game two, Dobnik. Game three, bullpen. Game four, please, Barrios, can you come back? No, but seriously, I mean, you, you're not going two bullpen days. Gibson or Perez has to get a start now in the ALDS, right? And it's for me, it's Perez well, based I'm on gonna, the way those two guys have I'm looked in the last the couple of months. I've actually, yeah, I don't yeah. like the chances this anymore. This is back to your childhood, right? <laughs> See you guys later. <laughs> he literally just crawled under the desk. <laughs> uh, uh, By the way, we're streaming live on Twitter, yeah, Twitch, and Facebook. So you can, can, you I'm can back. See that. There's video of that. <laughs> what happened? We missed you, Judd. Oh, it's 18 nothing. Hold on, I'm going back below my desk. <laughs> we need to make a GIF out of Judd coming up from under the desk and waving at the camera. We need to, we need to make a GIF. Out John's got to put the hood on. You got to put your hood oh, you on. Want to do it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on, I'll do it. We need Darth. We need Darth Judd coming up from underneath the table. Hey, in all seriousness, guys. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> Great radio. <laughs> in all seriousness, so two things. All mediums, Derek. We are all mediums. Multi-platform, Minnesota we're, sports, we're anytime, anywhere anywhere you want to be. Um, they should stop putting TBA next to Randy Dobnak starts. I think that's offensive. Like he's just starting. <laughs> he's just starting every time they say, "Well, I don't know. I'm not sure." Maybe Randy Dobnak. Yeah, okay, we'll is, see. is that a big advantage that they didn't know that Dobnak was going tonight? Um, he is getting married this week. Congratulations to the Dobnaks. Because you have to do it during the season, but okay. Well. Funny thing, he didn't, he didn't think he'd be playing baseball anymore. <laughs> I'm but I, I'm with you. Though. I'm playing the part of you know sports talk radio host. Oh, I'm with you. Oh, what what I'm sitting in the studio with. I honestly thought that they they that the twins would say, "Dude, push it back a month. Push it back. We'll pay for it. <laughs> like, like we'll cover the costs." Well, but you're not getting married. Put it this way, boys. I think at the time, and I talked to Randy once or twice. It's like a solid dude. I'm guessing at the point that he got down on one knee, he wasn't expecting to start game two of the ALDS. I'm just going to throw that one out there. Did he propose while he was still an independent ball? 
He might have been signed on a minor league free agent deal with the Twins, with twins. at that point. Okay. I, I don't remember the timeline, but anyways, it was Fort Myers I'd at the beginning of this year. If I were the Twins, I would seriously, I'd say we will cover Heck, all costs. Heck, we should pool our money at the Score North first place it. twin show. I can't afford that. But yeah. I think you're putting some people out. <laughs> I'm with Rami. At that point. <laughs> I said pool. You know what? If, if the Twins a lot of money won't do that, is just dumb. she poll ads. That's right. <laughs> twins won't even pay for a wedding. We threaten them with a segment. <laughs> Cheap poll ads won't even pay for the Dominic nuptials. I actually, after last night, boys, think that somebody earned his way back onto the postseason roster. Who that? I was I was talking with Glenn Perkins earlier about this, and I I don't think after his Can last start at yeah, go ahead. I know exactly. We, we know who we're talking. After his last yeah. start at Target Field, I didn't think Kyle Gibson made the postseason roster. I was like, you can't argue that this guy is one of their twelve best pitchers right now. You would have had to make the heartless, callous calculated decision of, okay, if he's not making a start, he's now a right-handed reliever. I have right-handed relievers. Guys who can get righties out better than this guy. That's what I wrote after Kyle Gibson's final start at Target right. Field and the way he pitched in relief yesterday for Jake Odorizzi. I think there's a fight and chance he, he now makes the roster, at least in my mind they he does. Want him to, clearly. Over Perez or over one of the guys who's in the bullpen? No, Perez, Perez is on the roster. Yeah. Perez, I was not as in doubt as Gibson. So who's off? Well, I have to go through and and figure it out, but you know, probably one of their right-handed guys late. Um, your your group of Cody Stashek, your I like Stashek. Me too. I I, I like I him especially against Rams. I I feel I feel like, and you know what, Kyle is a good maybe a position player. He's a good kid, and I get I get it, and he's getting every potential chance to make the roster. I feel like they're trying to force it though, and be like, here's why you should be on. Here's why he should be on. Well, if yeah. it's if it's Stashek or Gibson, I'm Stashek. So Glenn's argument today, uh, we taped it this morning, played it in the noon hour here on the Score North First Place Twin Show. Glenn Perkins on baseball, he said that just spitballing because of the way that the Twins operate, he thinks that Gibson will get another relief outing Friday, two innings or so, and then come back on Sunday for an inning to see how he bounces back in quick form. Hey, in the postseason, you're not going to be the kind of guy where we can say you get. Two innings in game three, and thanks for your contribution. You're on that roster. We need outs. We need innings. Let me run this by you guys quick, though, okay? Kyle Gibson. Let's mm-hmm. go down this path. Okay. Good guy. Explode like he's a, he's Seems a, like a great he, guy. He is a solid human being, as far as I can tell. I don't know him really well, but locker room, clubhouse-wise, good guy. Very charitable. Doesn't he go on, like, uh, yes. charity missions? That's, that's why he got sick. Yeah. Our subject. Yeah, that's... Right. No, no, from now on. No, anyway. Um, <laughs> scratch that. Forget that. I'll continue. <laughs> So, the team likes him. Veteran guy here, been around through a lot of bad times. But he is sick. Like, there's something intestinally, and, and, and it's that. But isn't that, so if you're in the pressure of a playoff, and, and to what Derek Wetmore just said, you're saying to yourself, okay, these are going to be some tough times, and people are going to have to do things. They're going to have to extend it themselves. If you are ill, which Kyle is, is this the time to take that chance because you like the person? That's fair. No. I, I'm looking at it more I, like he was more effective for no, me I, yesterday. I know, but it feels like they're trying to force this. And to me, I just say, he got sick. It's really too bad. Sure. Rami? I don't think the Twins would do that. They're, okay. They're too... They're, You've come this far. And they're too analytically driven to start letting emotions drive the bus now. You know what I mean? I, I, I can't see Falvey and Levine... Keeping a guy on the roster who, and this doesn't sound this is this, this is going to come off wrong, but 
probably doesn't deserve it, according to what you're saying. You think there are guys who would probably be better, better and there's a reason for those situations. And there's a reason beyond his simple physical struggles. Right. He's physically not well. We, right. We've been told that. I don't think that they'd make a roster decision based on emotion or loyalty. Okay. I can't, Derek. You, you're closer to that organization than I am on a day to day. I think basis. it's closer. Did you see them doing that? I think it's closer than. Rami is saying right now, but I agree with what what Rami is saying. Yeah, I don't think they do. I think they, I think they look at it and say, what are the matchups we're likely to get in Houston or in New York, and how can we best cover ourselves for those forty five innings? If we have to cover forty five innings across a five game I mean, LDS, what is the optimal roster to get it done? Judd, you were talking earlier this season about how heartlessly they were handling the bullpen with basically a, a, was great. a shuttle between here and Rochester. Yep. Sending guys back and forth on a daily basis. Yep. So and yeah, you're right. so I, if that's how they're going to operate that, I can't imagine that Kyle Gibson's going to get a spot just because they like him a lot and he's been a, a good a good uh, good soldier. And if for he the wasn't for a long time, and if if he was physically absolutely fine and just struggled, and and you felt that you could turn those those struggles around pretty quickly, I mm-hmm. might see the case to be made. But they've come out and given us a play by play of what's not right. Right. We're going to talk with Dan O'Dowd of MLB Network coming up at 1.40. I want to get into Glenn Perkins played a little what-if game with you guys in the first hour of the show today, Derek. I want to, I want to get into some of the hypotheticals that he threw out there in a short in a short second. But first, let me tell you about Score North's mission for meals. Every day this week, Score North is raising money to buy meals and a new lease on life for Twin Cities homeless. We're calling it Score North's Mission for Meals, benefiting Union Gospel Mission in the Twin Cities. Listeners can help by bidding on fantastic Minnesota sports experiences at scorenorth.com slash mission for meals every day this week. And tonight's package up for auction until 8 o'clock. It's Judd's Hockey Package. Really? Yes, sir. Wow, hold on a second. Tell tell me more. I'm picking up my phone right now. It's Judd's Hockey Show Experience, which includes a Minnesota Wild Suite mid-ice location. We've sat in that suite. I don't even know hockey. I know those are good seats. 18 tickets, including basic food and beverage. One parking pass. In-suite visit from Score North's very own, the one and only, Judd Zolgad and hockey legend Lou Nanny, and on a date to be announced for a 2019. Lou is a bit more exciting. I feel like you kind of underplayed Lou there. I was going to say, Lou is a little more exciting than me, but hey, it sounded good. Drum roll, please, Judd Zolgad and hockey legend Lou Nanny. So that'll be for a 2019-2020 season home game, and 100% of the proceeds will be donated to the Union Gospel Mission. Bidding is currently open for Judd's package until 8 p.m. tonight at scorenorth.com slash mission for meals. You can also just donate if you don't want to bid as $29 buys a week's worth of meals for a homeless person in need in the Twin Cities. Why wouldn't you want to bid? I mean, it's an opportunity to meet me. To meet Judd. Yeah. And, and Louie. And Lou Nanny. I mean. And Lou, I guess Lou's going to be there. <laughs> Semantics. Who's <laughs> Lou? Glenn Perkins had some interesting hypotheticals and what ifs. We'll talk about those right after this on the Score North First Place Twins show live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 rakes. Magic number is two, and we're on 1500 scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app. My baseball friends, Mackie here for Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Business owners, I'm talking to you, and I've been one myself. I know what goes into it. You love it, but you're grinding every day, solving problems, taking care of employees. It helps tremendously to have an insurance company that gives you peace of mind as you navigate the challenges of running a business. When you partner with Federated, you get more than just a policy. You benefit from over a century of experience in making businesses as successful as they can be. Visit FederatedInsurance.com to find your local representative. Federated Insurance, it's our business to protect your 
your Everyone has their obsessions. Ours is Minnesota sports. I know that, Mr. Man. Score North. What a rare treat you've given me. ScoreNorth.com. Taylor Rogers will come in to try to pin it down and reduce the Twins' magic number to two. Strike three. Taylor Rogers comes in, gets three quick outs, and the Twins' magic number has been trimmed to two. That highlight courtesy of Fox Sports North. This is the Score North first place Twins show live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 rakes. Magic number now two. They could clinch tonight in Detroit with a win and a Cleveland loss. We're going to try and get to the Glenn Perkins thing that I tweezed before the break, a hypothetical that he threw down there, a a what if for the 2019 (laughs) Minnesota Twins. But we were talking during the break, continuing the conversation of who gets a roster spot and where during the break. And Jake DePue had a really good breakdown of this in his t- 10 questions about the Twins in the postseason at scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app because it is your one-stop shop for all written content from Score North. And I didn't realize it till looking at Jake's article. It's one of those things that you sort of think about, but it, it doesn't really strike you until you see it in black and white. They have some interesting and kind of tough decisions, both in the bullpen and what they're going to do on the bench, Derek. There is a lot of questions in my mind because the twins won't answer them. Right. Nor should they. <laughs> yeah. So But you can. Yeah. All you right. can. So Kyle Gibson's performance yesterday, if he can replicate that in some form where he's ninety six with a fastball, actual fastball command, like not fake command, real command of a strike zone, swing and miss stuff on three different pitches, if we're being honest about it, I'm there. He's on the roster. He's earned that. Um, Martin Perez, for me, was always on the roster because he's so good against lefties. I think those are different cases. Whereas, like, Gibson, when Gibson falters, he's just, like, five-and-a-half ERA guy. When Perez falters, he's excellent against lefties, and righties are Hall of Famers. Both of them, him. both, I think it's safe to say, will not be treated as serious starters. That's the only caveat to both of them. I would agree with that, unless your theory on Jake Rizzi being some serious problem here, then you're just like, okay. That's not my theory. It was Rami Makhlouf, okay? Oh, that's right. <laughs> I'm, the one who's worried about Ke- I'm the worried one who's concerned about Kepler. That's a good, That you're right. I, I've Let's let's paint the negativity coming from this microphone in a correct manner. You're correct. You're correct. I walk that back. Judd worried about Kepler. Rami somehow worried about Odorizzi, um, which is probably fair on both counts, I should say. Because you just, have one starter if Odorizzi isn't ready. You have one starter going into the ALDS. Well, and then you ask Perez to go, and you ask Dobnik to go, and you probably ask Gibson to go and say, go get him, boys. All right. All right. Keep going. It's a, it's a little bit different. Sorry. I interrupted. No, I mean, then you just keep going down the the... the Roster questions, and we were talking about, like, who do you bump to give Gibson on my hypothetical roster? They're not going to ask for my opinion, but um, they do listen to the score in the first place twin show, so here you go for free. I'm taking 13 position players and um, 12 pitchers, but you could make the argument for dropping that down and saying, well, hey, if we're taking Marwin, that's basically a super backup at every position, or... Judd, you brought up an interesting one while we were talking about it with the microphones off, a way you could save another spot on the diamond, position player-wise. Mm-hmm. C.J. Crone. C.J. Crone. If C.J. Crone's not healthy, then that's a potential question mark spot. If you're you trying have to guys save... who can play first. You can that's put right. Marlon that... over there, you can put Miguel Sano over and there. And that thumb's been bad for a long time now. Yeah, for sure. This and, is months. And I don't think you're going to put Sano there in a playoff game because you haven't really asked him to do a whole lot else i wish you could but you can't because it, it comes down to he can't scoop the ball their whole and their whole theory has and been can actually in games that we need to win we don't ask guys to do yeah. 
something that would be minorly uncomfortable. He will be at third base. Like Luis Arise, when he's playing in the outfield, sorry, when Luis Arise is playing in the outfield and Eddie Rosario is there, Rosario plays in right because he's an outfielder and he at least knows the <laughs> angles and stuff like that. Yeah, sometimes it works. Well, exactly. But then the the point is just that when they do ask Luis Arise to go out there, they put him in a spot where he's played before and he's comfortable rather than bumping him around. Long way of getting to my point. You can play 13 position players, and that allows you a spot for 12 pitchers. Or you can flip-flop that on its head and say, well, we're going to want 13 pitchers for maximum coverage this series and know that we need some super subs, Marwin and guys like either, I guess, Astadio in that spot if you're trying to cover a bunch of spaces, or Jake Cave as as an outfielder. There are some real interconnected pieces that I think are going to be a challenge for the Twins to figure out. Does Astadia stand a really good chance of making the ALDS roster because the concern about Marwin has to be legit? Obliques are weird. I think you o- need obliques, to know just the position versatility of But that's what but I'm Astadio. saying I'm saying healthy Marwin means look at we could play him in left, we could play right. him okay, covered everywhere. But Obliques are really hard, and and he missed last night, and I'm guessing he's not going to play tonight, and I'm guessing he's going to try to maybe play in Kansas City. The point being is he he has to be on the ALDS roster. There's a spot for him. Yes. But if he grabs that oblique one game in, and now Ostadia is not on that roster, you are saying to yourself, our flexibility has really been hurt. I think you have to know the answer. If you're the Twins, you have to know the answer of how healthy is Marwin. And we don't know that answer on the outside, kind of intentionally. Mm-hmm. In fact, if he's not healthy, then keep him off the roster and go get somebody else that can do the job. But I'm with you, Judd. I want Marwin on that roster. Whether he gets one hit in the series or not, I want him there for flexibility and because he's Marwin. But that could bump Crone. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if, if you go Austin, if plays... If Crone can't hit for power, he. I mean, I know he's probably your best defensive first baseman, but if he can't hit for power at this point... And he's not, and he's not great. I there. can't justify okay. him. I can't justify him having a roster spot in the postseason. The pitching is pretty interesting to me. You get to the back end of it, and you've got to figure out some decisions, especially if Gibson is going to be a weapon out of the bullpen or a usable piece out of the bullpen. the The position player sides is interesting because of two things: health and how many guys are you taking. If it's just straight cut and dried, thirteen guys and everyone's healthy, not a lot of drama there for me. For me, but there's questions at this time of year, as they say. Everybody's hurt, and you've got to figure out how that puzzle fits together. I don't think this is going to be – we always make fun of uh, executives who say, like, oh, yeah, cut down day is really, really hard. Well, Judd, you could have gone to training camp and cut 25 of those guys without a second's hesitation. So some roster decisions are hard. but Well, playoff ones are tough. This is a really challenging time of year. I'm saying we always make fun of it, but oh, in this I, case – I wouldn't mock this. Super true. This is going to be – The 53 I mock. Yes, yes, The 53 yes. is fine, but a this is actually to tough. Solve. I don't know what they're going to do, but I think that the answer lies in who's healthy and how many pitchers do you want to bring? Yeah, there are a lot of tough questions. And it starts with the pitching. How many do you want to keep, like you said? And then when you get around to the offense, who's healthy, including how how ready is C.J. Crone, Marlon Gonzalez, Max Kepler? I mean, there are a mm-hmm. lot of things up in the air and a lot of moving parts with this Twins team as they try and decide what 25 guys they're going to they're gonna take with them into I don't know, Houston or New York. Do we know yet? We don't know yet. No, probably New York. It's, it's going to be the Yankees. Good. I mean, whatever. Bring yeah. on whoever. I mean, who cares? This bomba bus is rolling.
unless Jake Odorizzi is seriously hurt. And then it's going right off the cliff it's right away. It's, I, I tweeted last night because more people were, I don't know why, tweeting me that now Derek needs to drive the Bomba bus and we need to fix the brakes. <laughs> I don't know where that even came from. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, they're in Detroit. And don't worry. Don't, this is over. And I said, Have a White Claw. When I yeah, cut the brakes well, on this thing, I told no. you there's no fixing them. There's no replacing them. This thing and has. And by the way, yeah. quickly, here's what I want. Cleveland wins tonight. The Twins win. Yes. And then the Twins. I want the Twins Same, to actually. win. Because Cleveland plays, I think, at 7. Yeah, right? it's the in later Chicago. game. <laughs> and, the twins, and the Twins start at 535 here. Oh, so they won't celebrate on the field. And They're going to be sitting in the locker room yeah, watching. Yeah, and I don't want that. No, no, no. no. Let's, have a, let's have a legit final out. Swept Detroit. Take that, Guardy, because you couldn't beat Cleveland. Yeah. Rest and recovery, baby. I don't want to be watching a game from Comiskey Park. Do, do you, which, if, by the way, it's Comiskey Park. If you win the game, do you send them home? <laughs> it's like, all right, guys, we'll see you tomorrow. Maybe we'll clinch it. I don't know. See ya. Be safe. What I was saying is Sleep this, well. the Bomba bus has Rockle enough White. gas to get through October, and if it crashes and burns before then, then it just crashes and burns, damn it. And no, it was, man. It was a fun ride. I told you. I told you it's a non-zero chance. This could happen. We're going to talk with Dan O'Dowd of the MLB Network coming up uh, in just a second, but want to tell you again about Score North's Mission for Meals package that is up for auction today, benefiting Union Gospel Mission in the Twin Cities. Go to scorenorth.com slash mission for meals right now or up until 8 o'clock tonight for your chance to get Judd's Hockey Show Experience, which includes a Minnesota Wild Suite mid-ice, 18 tickets including food and beverage, one parking pass, in-suite visit from Score North's very own, the one, the only, Judd Zolgad and hockey legend Lou Nanny and 100% of the proceeds going to a great cause, the Union Gospel Mission. Bidding is currently open, like I said, until 8 o'clock tonight at scorenorth.com slash mission for meals or just donate. $29 buys a week's worth of meals and a whole lot more for a homeless person in need in the Twin Cities. That's scorenorth.com slash mission for meals to bid on that package. And we'll have more packages the rest of the week here on Score North. We're going to talk with Dan O'Dowd, former Rockies GM, now analyst for MLB Network, right after this on the Score North First Place Twins show. Live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 rakes. Magic number is two. And we're on 1500 scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app. This feels right. Let's pursue this further. Score North. Minnesota sports. Anytime, anywhere. Scorenorth.com. It is the Score North first place twins show live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 ranks. The magic number is two. Rami Makloff, Judd Zelgad, Derek Wetmore. And joining us now on the show from MLB Network, who will exclusively air two American League Division Series games. Plus, you can watch Dan O'Dowd on MLB tonight throughout the postseason. It is Dan O'Dowd. Dan, how are you this afternoon? Great. Thanks for having me, guys. Dan, there, there's some question as to whether or not the Twins, despite being close to 100 wins, have a roster built for the postseason. How do you like this, this Twins team's chances and, and this roster's chances come October? Well, a lot has to do for me with uh, Mr. Kepler's health and if they're going to get him ready. I, I really believe that he adds a dimension from an offensive capability at the top of the lineup that really sets up the, the rest of the lineup. He's patient. He gets walks. He has the ability to ambush and start, you know, start a game out with a home run. His defense has been phenomenal all year long. I mean, I really, really love this uh, Twins team. I absolutely think it's capable of winning in postseason. But I certainly like its chances a lot better if Max is healthy and in the lineup. If Max is fine, Dan, and it's a potentially a Twins-Yankees first-round matchup, First of all, can you uh, foresee some 14, 13, 16 
15 <laughs> games. And second of all, what type of chance do you give the Twins in that series? You know, baseball's a funny game, as you guys know. Um, I think for the Twins, it's just they've got to get off to a good start. I know they got off to a good start in the wild card game and everything fell, fell in on them. I mean a good start. I mean actually to win a game. You know, the beauty of winning the division, which they're obviously going to win the division, is they get a chance to play multiple games. But uh, it's such a game of confidence. I've been so impressed with the re- resiliency of the Twins team this year. Um, but I still believe there's a little doubt there. And I think getting into postseason and winning uh, a game early in that series and getting it back to Minnesota, I, I would like their chances exponentially more if they're capable of doing that. I think they got to get their monkey off the back and just win a game quickly in that series. If it is Yankees, Dan, do you buy into anything about them having the Twins number over the years? Or are you in the mind that says, well, what does Nelson Cruz care that the the, the Yankees have just owned the Twins in the postseason the last 15 years? Yeah, I think that creates a little bit more of an edge for the Twins. I think it's great that they had an opportunity to win and play in Yankee Stadium in front of a very unique crowd in postseason. It's maybe different than any other park in America. I don't think they're going to be rattled. Um, And I do believe their acquisitions... Uh, I think Nelson Cruz has really slowed the heartbeat down of that entire club. You know, honestly, guys, you know in postseason it gets down to how you pitch. It's, you know, how you run the bases, how consistent your defense is, and timely hits, and, you're, you know, your pitching has to step up. And actually, the pitching for the Twins just has to keep them in games. It doesn't have to be dominant. It has to just give them an opportunity for their offense to win the game for them. Talking with Dan O'Dowd of MLB Network here on the Score North First Place Twins show. Speaking of Nelson Cruz, Dan, in addition to hitting 40 home runs for this club this year and getting to the, the 400 mark, we were talking on the show a couple of days ago about the, the, the real impact that Nelson Cruz, and you touched on it there, yeah. has had on this clubhouse. I was saying that's often an overplayed storyline when a team brings in the veteran and expecting him to have that kind of influence influence and presence in a clubhouse, but it's real with Nelson with Nelson Cruz, isn't it? I think it is with him and Marwin Gonzalez, too. I think both of their acquisitions this winter, just they added two professionals um, that really understand that to be successful in the game, you got to slow the game down. Um, and I think if I saw anything with the Twins teams in the past years, that just it got going too quickly for them in most crucial moments. And it seems to be a much calmer team, a team that uh, has a lot of swagger and confidence that it can win games, and it's a very good team, and they believe that. And I think those additions, I think Derek and Thad did a great job in adding the perfect compliments to the roster that they had, um, you know, as they entered last season. And uh, they could have made a greater effect. And what Nelson Cruz did at his age, and I realize home runs are home runs in the game this year, um, <laughs> but still to, to do what he did at his age and to be consistency of it and have some of the injuries that he had, and come back so quickly from it. I think it's just a testimony of how talented uh, he actually is. Hey Dan, to that, that point as well, how much of uh, baseball today and trying to build roster, roster construction personnel is about the balancing act that the balancing act that you're talking about, which is, you know, certainly the analytics and things like that play a key role as well. But also, you know, it comes down to veteran players. It comes down to guys who have presence. How much of all of that has to be weighed as you go about trying to build a successful uh, team in 2019? I think it's still 60-40. For me, 60% I call human analytics, 40% uh, number analytics. I think analytics provide a competitive edge to you because they're black and white. There's no gray area in analytics, but the game is played in a gray area. And that's the 60% of... You even have to have a culture where, where analytics can be applied in a way 
that makes a difference. I mean, you could have great analytical departments in the game, but if the transition from the analytical department down to the reality of playing the game on the field, if that transition is not done seamlessly, they're actually worthless. And I do think the one thing that Twins have been able to establish this year um, is that it looks like there's a seamless relationship between the ongoings in the front office and the actual performance uh, on the field, meaning that there's everybody's on the same page, everybody's pulling on the same end of the rope. And I think that's, you know, the culture that the Twins have been able to establish this year is where every single player is trying to accomplish something bigger than themselves. And I do believe that's a significant reason why the Twins have had the year that they've had. Talking with Dan O'Dowd here of MLB Network. And, uh, Dan, we've taken a real liking to Thad Levine here on the... He's easy to do, man. Yeah, on the Score North (laughs) Twins show. Hired Uh, Thad in his first job. I uh, I was going to ask you about that. Colorado, yeah, he is... uh, You know, truth be told, um, you know, I... I love Thad so much that, you know, when when my time had come to, at the end of the Rocky run and he was still the assistant GM um, with the Rangers, I thought he was the perfect perfect compliment uh, for me there to replace me. I felt that, I mean, it was me. I, w- I didn't own the club. I was just the outgoing GM of the club. But Thad was one of the few people I was around. First of all, a lot of younger people in the game that are in- intellectually as gifted as Thad have horrendous listening skills. And as such, they... Um, they actually think they're, you know, Abner Doubleday and the fact that they invented the game. <laughs> and, from, and from day one, Thad's listening skills were off the chart. I mean, just incredible. And that's a sign of a really high, highly intelligent person because Thad could always hold two opposing thoughts in his mind at the same time. And even if one of those thoughts were his and he was adamant about it, if he heard another argument that actually presented a case much better than the thought in his own mind. He had enough humility in understanding what he didn't know um, that he would respect that other thought process and apply it to the best interest of the organization. Number two is that he never has a bad day, and he's just this internal optimist that just wreaks positive energy, and he makes everyone around him feel better about themselves. And that may sound corny in today's cold-hearted world of analytics, but the human analytical part of empathy that uh, emanates from a front office to a field staff and to the people out in the field trying to do their job day in and day out, that some aren't even that connected to the club because they're not there. I can't tell you the type of uh, environment and culture that helps create within an organization. And he is the best, simply the best at doing that. And then you add on top of it, I mean, he's just highly intelligent, though you'd never know it because he doesn't act that way. He is the smartest guy in the room, but he doesn't act like he's the smartest guy in the room. <laughs> and, um, you know, he just has a way to bring people together for a common cause. And I, I define that as, uh, you know, transformational leadership. And um, obviously you can tell that I think very, very highly of that. And not surprising. Um, shocked that John Daniels actually wasn't able to keep him in Texas. And I thought it was a incredible coup on uh, Derek Falvey. It shows you how smart Derek Falvey is to bring in a guy like that and turn them loose and you know how healthy the twins organization are right now is right now because of having the combination of uh derek and thad and the type of people they are uh, on top of it dan i feel like a lot of those qualities when you're describing uh, thad levine kind of apply and i don't know him to the degree that you know thad levine but from the outside looking in to to manager rocco baldelli and and going back to what you said about taking the analytics and making it digestible and usable for players. What have you seen from Rocco Baldelli in his first year as a, a major league manager? 
Everything I just said about <laughs> all applies. But honestly, without the experience of that, um, and that's what's incredible. I know I was an assistant GM for so many years I can't even remember, and I thought I had it all figured out until the first day I actually sat in the GM chair and I went, "Oh my God, this is a lot hotter than I thought it was going to be." <laughs> and uh, so, I mean, Rocco Baldelli probably studied Joe Madden and uh, Kevin Cash and everything that they did down in Tampa for years. But I'm telling you, fellas, until you walk in the shoes of that individual, you really have no idea how quickly things begin to move on you. And you, and, and you realize, you wake up and realize that at the end of the day, your decisions affect an awful lot of people day in and day out. And I thought this guy has handled this, this transition into this role like I just don't think this is normal. And again, it shows you the intelligence of the person, but also, I keep using this word humility, because, um, I mean, you got to be confident in what you do, but you have to be so humble to recognize what you don't know and be comfortable in your old, old skin of letting other people in that complement what you don't know. And that's what makes an individual have this transformational effect on a clubhouse day in and day out because that's the definition of authenticity. And the one thing players can sniff out more than anything is an authentic person versus a non-authentic person. And I think what Rocco has done, he's been genuinely authentic in everything that he's done this year. And you you know what? When you don't hear any drama coming out of a clubhouse, that means that manager has the players all thinking about the right things day in and day out. And there's been no drama in Minnesota at all this year. So, Dan, how, how much has this thing changed, too, as far, far as th- the structure of things, where I think it used to be the GM had his job, manager made out the lineup, had his job. How much has this evolved and changed, too, uh, you know, I think that's overblown. in that sense? Do you? Okay. Yeah, I think it's overblown, personally. I, I mean, I go back to my early days in Cleveland, and John Hart and I were collaborative with Mike Hargrove on an everyday basis. Hmm. Um, we were the presenter of sometimes counterintuitive arguments about why he's doing what he did and trying to get him to look at things potentially a little different than he did. And then, you know, conversely, he would tell us, well, this is why you're wrong or this is why you need to look at it this way. And I don't think that's changed dramatically. Maybe some organizations, um, you know, do what they do because they think they know better in than the manager of the field staff does. I will tell you, I don't think those organizations have any chance of sustained success, even if they have one year of success. Um, because, again, players will sniff that out, too. And ultimately, at the end of the day, it's about the players. And that's the one thing that hasn't changed at all in our game. It's putting your players into the best environment so where they can be the best they can be and creating the kind of culture where the players feel they have ownership of their own performance day in and day out on the field. And information that's created only should be provided to put them in a better position to be able to be that type of person. And I don't think that has changed at all the game. I just think the voluminous of information that's available to you has changed. And that can be good if it's applied appropriately, and it can be awful if that information is dumped into that environment and then players have to sift their way through it. Then you get paralysis through analysis, and that's going on in our game right now, too. That's Dan O'Dowd. Catch him on MLB tonight through the postseason and catch two ALDS games exclusively on MLB Network. Dan, really enjoyed the conversation. Thanks for a few minutes of your time. Guys, it should be a fun October. Enjoy it. They're a fun team to watch, and uh, I love the state of Minnesota. I love the city. Uh, of Minneapolis, and I'm really happy for you guys. Thanks Thanks a lot, Dan. Dan. Thanks for your time. Okay, bye-bye. There's Dan O'Dowd from the MLB Network, and again, catch uh, two ALDS games, and we're guessing probably involving at least one of them, the Minnesota Twins, on MLB Network. If you're a Twins fan listening to that, 
You feel like your team is probably in pretty good hands if you have any trust whatsoever <laughs> in the word of Dan O'Dowd, don't you? If you're a Twins fan listening to that, you just download it and try and get it tattooed across your chest. <laughs> the Yankees like, got no chance now, right? That was, that was, geez, we talk about optimism reigns no, and World Series be, attitude. Beyond, that, bottle that up. Beyond October, when the way he's talking about Falvey and Levine and Baldelli, yeah. I yeah. mean, if, if, if Dan is right and Dan's been around baseball for a long time and, and has seen quite a few guys come through those positions, Positions. I mean, the, the Twins, and I don't think this is a surprise to anybody sitting in this room, they look set up for success beyond beyond 2019. Oh, absolutely, us. yes. Absolutely. I was so impressed with the breakdown there of Thad Levine. So I, we'll have to get him back on the show and have him say some nice things about Dan O'Dowd for the compliments in return. I like the but stuff, though, about the teams, really smart. About the teams that, that he thinks don't have a chance because they don't do it right, too. Right. Which is probably very true of, what, let's say five teams? Mm-hmm. That, that there's still teams that that the the nature of how these discussions go to is really intriguing to me. This has I, been the oh yeah go ahead. I was no, just got gonna, a minute. I was just going to say that if you're one of those teams right now, not only are you like probably not winning this year's World Series because I I know the teams he's referring to, I it just it sucks like dragging them into 2019 into 2020. Marlins are really well run. How are they how about. are they going to compete? <laughs> I think the New York Mets are outstandingly run. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Surprisingly those weren't the two teams that jumped to the top of my head, but I'm just sitting here thinking like, man, the Twins I feel like are are quote unquote behind if you want to say that because they were late to this party. Sure. Now they're very much partying. Yeah. But like man, if you're 2, 3, 5 years behind this train, it's hard to catch up. Our, our thanks again to Dan O'Dowd. If you missed any portion of the Score North First Place Twins show, go and get it anywhere that you download podcasts, including the Score North mobile app, including our one. We had the Glenn Perkins Score North First Place Twins show that's usually on Thursday. So if you missed that, go and get it for Derek, Judd, Manny, Rami Makhlouf, and thanks for listening to the Score North First Place Twins show live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 rakes. Magic number is two. Purple Daily is next on 1500 scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the Sleep Number Bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my Sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.